0: Thank you, Sir Greg. Thank you, choir. Choir. Uh, exactly, ngatong song is I don't know about tomorrow. Many things about tomorrow, but I know who holds tomorrow. <clears throat> um, While I was watching the choir, it reminds me of us thinking back. The lost opportunity of service. How we wish we can sing, choir. But it seems it's hard. Whatever we have invested, time and effort to work, you know, it will be there. It's recorded. It's recorded. Your Bible, please, this morning. My message this morning is very much related to what I intend to preach Tonight, so, and what I preached in the Visayan this morning, uh, considering the fact that people are really going through hard times nowadays, it seems that everyone is uh, suffering from uh, pressures emotionally, uh, physically, and uh, I'm afraid spiritually. I hope the message will help us today. Will enlighten us and will uh, bring some spiritual strength to our lives this morning. That's my prayer. That's my honest, sincere prayer. That the word of God will bring uh, blessings in your life today. In your Bible, please, in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter four, in the book of Second Corinthians chapter four, we are reading verses number 16 to 18. Kindly rise as we give reverence to the word of God, the reading of the word of God. Verse number 16. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verses 16 up to verse number 18. You can uh, follow me through your eyes this morning as I read the word of God. In verse 16, for which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal." Heavenly Father, thank you for the Word of God. Exactly, Lord, we know the needs of people, your people, those who are listening to the Word of God preach. God, I pray that you allow your Holy Spirit to bring the Word of God, bury it in our minds, our hearts, our lives, we know, Lord, that the Word of God is alive, is living, and that it can bring revival. It can bring, dear Father, life to our soul and encouragement to our soul. As Paul has written to the Thessalonians when he said, Wherefore comfort one another with these words. There is peace, there is comfort, there is strength we receive from the Word of God. And thank you, Lord, for preserving the Word of God in our behalf. This morning, I pray that our souls will be revived, our spirit will be revived, will be challenged as God's people. And then we also pray, God, for those who are not yet saved, that they may realize the need to be saved while there is still time. We feel somehow, dear Father, that the Lord could come any moment, any time. The rapture can take place any time. And we are ready for it, dear Father. We are ready for it. We're waiting for the blessed hope, the return of your Son, Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Kindly be seated. Thank you very much. Be seated. I am speaking a subject this morning looking at our lives situation from spiritual perspective looking at our life situations from spiritual perspective amen you see we christians are not exempted from normal human troubles jesus warned in john Chapter 16 verses. Or verse 33. John 16.33. Jesus said in the world. He says. In the world. And we're still in the world today. In the world. The world in which we are in today. He says. Ye shall have tribulation. What does tribulation mean? Trouble. Suffering. Worries. Worries. In the world, you shall have tribulation. In Acts chapter 14 verse number 22, Paul and Barnabas instructed young believers that we must through much tribulation, he says. Not just a normal tribulation, but much, he says, tribulation, enter into the kingdom of God. In James 5 verse number 11. James 5 verse 11. Behold, he says. We count them happy which endure. We count them happy which endure. He have heard the patience of Job. And then he says. And have sinned. And have sinned The end of the Lord. Remember that. Whatever happens, you have to. Always bear in mind that anything, everything that happens to us, remember, God has allowed it. God has allowed it. God is in control. He knows everything about it. And James says, Remember this, the end of the Lord. And I have seen the end of the Lord, that the Lord is very pitiful, he says, and of tender mercy. God's purpose is behind it. Romans 8.28 <clears throat> We all are familiar with that. Romans 8.28 But he says All things work together for good. We know that all things work together for good to them that love God to them who are called according to His purpose. James says The end of the Lord. The purpose of the Lord. Jeremiah 29 verse 11 Jeremiah says. God says to prophet Jeremiah. I know the thoughts. That I think towards you. I know it he says. He was writing to. Has addressed his letter to the. Uh, captive people. In Babylon. And, and uh, God says. I know the thought that I think towards you. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. And then he says to give you. To give you. Unexpected end. What is expected end there? God says after 70 years you will come back. God says you will be going back to your land. Now those who are able to cope successfully with life's difficulties are those who learn how to endure. Like Job of old. Our text this this morning reveals the means of facing life's trials like Paul did. A being, he says, troubled on every side. Troubled on every side and yet not distressed. By the way, the word trouble simply means um, uh, surrounded with problems. Yes. He was troubled on every side. He was, he was surrounded with all kinds of, of problems. He says, on every side, yet not distressed. And uh, it simply means, now we we, we have not lost hope. And uh, because my hope is in the Lord. Paul says, Trouble on every side, yet not distressed. And then perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. The Apostle Paul understood how to endure the most threatening difficulties of life. And because his suffering was so severe. It was so severe. Scripture has provided him as the most example. From which we learn endurance. One of the great examples of the Bible. When it comes to endurance and patience and suffering. Is the great apostle Paul. From his conversion on. Paul was target for opposition. He was target for persecution. But in spite of the constant hardship Paul endured, he endured triumphantly. And in fact, declared at the end of his life, writing to a young preacher by the name of Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 7 and 8, I have fought, he said, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Thank God for that. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them that love his appearing. Yes, he's, he's going, he's, he's coming back. He says, If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. Do you love that? He is coming back for you and for me. That where I am, there you may be also. Paul endured up to the end of the race. He remained faithful up to the last breath of his life. In Romans chapter eight, look at verse thirty-five to thirty-nine, please. Romans eight verses thirty-five up to verse number thirty-nine. We need to read this. Romans eight thirty-five. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword as it is written for thy sake we are killed all day long we are accounted as a sheep for the slaughter nay in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us thank God And for I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature, shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Thank God for that. The Lord has caused Paul to write out of his own experience here in Romans chapter 8. All Christians can learn from Paul's example on how to endure the loneliness, the disappointment, the pain, the persecution they face in life. In in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, look at verse number 16 again. Verse number 16 to verse number 18, but the which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed. Day by day. Day, he says, day by day. You see, the Apostle Paul in our text gives four reasons for endurance. Four reasons. These four uh, principles enabled him not to lose heart. And it is our humble prayer this morning. You that are listening to me this morning through our live streaming. I, 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 I pray, we pray that these four principles would enable us that he would lay these things in our hearts today, bury them in our hearts today, these four principles on how we can endure the trials that come into our life. Number one, number one, Paul, first of all we find that Paul exhorted believers, disbelievers to value. What does "value" word means here? It means to give, to give special worth, to give special evaluation. Now he he exhorted these believers to value number one spiritual strength over sp- physical strength. To value spiritual strength over physical strength. Look at verse sixteen. For which cause we Faint not for the which cause we faint not, but though he says, though our outward man physically perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. I hope that's true with us, going through this pandemic and we say we say, uh, it seems that this this thing never Never ends. It, it continually uh, troubles people, cause them to fear, and one after another. And for uh, the which cause we faint not. But though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. I hope it's true. Thank God we have the preaching of the Word of God. We can come to church. We can listen to the preaching of the word of God. Because through this our inner being is being renewed this morning. The praise but though, number one, could be translated even if, even when, or since. Even if, even when, or if. Though, but though, he says. It introduces a condition assumed to be true and establishes the first reason Paul endured suffering and did not faint, did not lose heart. Though, he says, but though, in spite of, even if, he says, he could endure anything in the physical realm because he was far more concerned about the spiritual realm. In other words, he looked at his life situation at present from spiritual perspective. Though outward man perish is the physical part of man. The earthly vessel mentioned in verse number 7 The mortal flesh mentioned in verse number 11. The perishable part of man. Let me explain. From birth to death. This body. Is constantly perishing or decaying. Whether you like it or not. From birth. Starting from birth up to death. This body. Constantly. Is perishing constantly physically, perishing, or decaying. Paul's uh, outward man, his physical body was perishing. Not only because of the normal aging process, and uh, it, it, it perishes because of the fact that we, we are getting older. We, 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 we rot as far as physical body is concerned. Not only for the, for the sake of the uh, aging process, but Paul also, uh, also his outward man was perishing because of the difficult and the hard way of life he lived. Paul had suffered from hunger. Paul had suffered from sleeplessness and suffered from uh, uh, different kinds of sickness. Paul also suffered physically from the hands of the enemies of the gospel. And there are these are the very reasons why uh, life is even difficult for the Apostle Paul. For example, in in Galatians six verse seventeen, Galatians six seventeen, Paul said, "For I bear in my body the marks, the stigma of the Lord Jesus Christ. His body bore the scars of of uh, beating." In Acts chapter sixteen verse twenty two, Acts twenty one verse thirty two. Now um, his he, body bore the scars of whipping. In Second Corinthians eleven twenty twenty four of the Jews, he says, five times received by forty stripes, save one, even as a uh, even a stoning. Acts fourteen verse number nineteen. And there came hither certain Jews from Antioch and Iconium, who persuaded the people and having stoned Paul. Drew him out of the city, supposing he had been dead. Physically, literally, he died. And that was the time that Paul was able to, to go up into the third heaven. They they stoned him. Second Corinthians eleven twenty-five. Thrice I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned, thrice I suffered shipwreck. A night and a day I have been in the deep. Can you imagine the life of this man? He suffered. His outward man suffered. Yes, through sickness, persecution. Daily he suffered. You know what he says? I die daily. I die daily. Little by little, Paul sees himself vanishing. As far as physical life is concerned. But take note of this. Yes, he was dying. He was perishing. But in direct correlation to the dying of Paul's outward man. Along with that was the growth and maturing of his inward man. Outward man was perishing. But along with that, in correlation with that, the inward man of Paul was maturing, growing stronger. Thank God for that. The inward man is the soul that lives forever. The outward man is the physical body, but the inward man is the soul that lives forever. It is, it is in salvation that is reborn newly created second corinthians five seventeen. therefore if any man be in christ is a new creature thank god he's referring to the inner man all things are passed away behold all things are become new ephesians 4 24 and that you put on the new man which after god is created in righteousness and through holiness Colossians 3 verse 10. And have put on the new man. Which is renewed in knowledge. After the image of him that created him. Ephesians three sixteen, Paul prayed for the Ephesians. That God would grant them. According to the riches of his glory. To be strengthened with might. By spirit. By his spirit. In the inner man. By the way the inner man. Is the spiritual part of man. Where God dwells, where God works. God works through our inner man. Remember that he doesn't work with the physical body. The inward man, the renewed spirit. The inner man of the lost sinner is dead. Look at Ephesians 2, verse number 10, please. Book of Ephesians chapter 2, look at verse 1. And you have he quickened or made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins. So let me say it again. The inner man of the lost sinner is dead. Ephesians 2 verse 1. But it becomes alive when Jesus Christ is invited in. If you receive Jesus Christ, you have been renewed by God. You have new life in Christ. When you invite Jesus Christ into your heart, you can be saved. The outward man is perishing, but the inner man can be renewed spiritually in spite of the outward outward physical decay yes this is decaying this body is perishing but deep inside the inward man is renewed is getting stronger and stronger and stronger our concern now is more on the inner man than the outer man can i hear amen to that But you know what? The usual thing that happens is we are more concerned of the outward man. We provide more time for the outward man. We provide more, 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 more and less and less and less for the inner man. If you are saved, you look at the welfare, first of all, of the inner man more than the outward man. And when does it mean, what, what does it mean to have the Holy Spirit empower the inner man? It means that our spiritual faculties are controlled by God and we are exercising them and growing in the Word of God. You cannot separate your inner man with this book because this is the source of life for the inner man. The only way you can strengthen the inner man is through this book. Amen? Through this book. You feed the inner man with the, the word of God. And uh, that way you allow the Holy Spirit to take full control. God can take full control. And, but while I shortcut, it has to go to this book. This book. And uh, it is only when we yield to the Holy Spirit and let Him control the inner man that we succeed in living for the glory of God. Life's trials, troubles, and difficulties serve only to build the inner man. Our outward man goes through so many trials, but you know what? They help strengthening the inner man. Because they drive believers to humbly. And to prayerfully. To hopefully depend on God. Because of what he experienced of God's power in his suffering. Paul could then say. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Second Timothy chapter 4.17 Paul declared. The Lord stood with me and strengthened me. The Lord stood with me. Now Paul was referring not to his physical life, but to the inner man. God goes into the inner part of you and provides you the strength. Peter also said, he added in 1 Peter 5 verse number 10, But the God of all grace, who hath called us unto His eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after He hath suffered a while, make you what? Perfect, established. And strengthen tell you. suffering energises the spiritual growth. You know the problem is so many times we read these verses, so many times we apply them to the outward man, we fail to see that the real purpose of God is to strengthen what is inside. What is inside. The decaying outward man will perish, but all believers will one day receive a new imperishable body. Romans 8.23 Romans eight twenty three. Even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit the redemption of our body. 1 Corinthians fifteen. Verse 51 to 50, 54. 1 Corinthians 15, 51 to 54. Here it says, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed. In the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, or the trumpet or uh, the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. We shall be changed. Recognizing that. Recognizing God's promises here. The promise of God. Motivates believers to value. The inner. The inward man. Over the outward man. That produces. Spiritual endurance. So number one. We learn from the apostle Paul. Paul exhorted these believers. To value spiritual strength over physical strength. Number two, avoiding another thing that enables the believer to endure all the pressures of life is to value the future over the present. The spiritual over the physical. To value the future over the present. Look at verse number 17 please. In our text, chapter 4, look at verse number 17. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. (coughs) Eternal weight of glory. (coughs) Verse number 17. It is far more, far more. Let us read verse 17, please. Chapter 4:17. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us underline this: a far, more, a far <clears throat> more means far beyond, far beyond all com- com- comparison. You cannot compare with it anything. The working of the troubles in our lives did can see, but it can be valued far more. Not only did Paul's physical suffering make him spiritually strong, it also increased his eternal reward. Thank God. It also increases his his eternal reward. By faith, the Apostle Paul Paul stood above his enemies and his troubles. He never looked at them harming him. Yes, he can look at the trouble of life. The people that try to hurt him, they, they never harm him according to his outlook in life. They actually secured for him a greater reward in heaven. The more those trials attack him, the greater the reward will be. Why? Because he looked into his life situation from spiritual perspective. He looked into his life from the spiritual perspective. Look at how Paul at this, uh, all, look at how Paul, uh, all his earthly suffering and trials, Paul expressed the attitude of faith on suffering by describing it, light, light affliction, but the, for our light, verse seventeen, affliction. He says, "You see, Momentarily, It's transient. It's passing. Again, verse seventeen. For our light, affliction, which is but for a moment, and it simply means they are momentarily, they are, and uh, they, they are transient. They are passing." They do not come to stay. They all come to pass. Now, though, through Paul's affliction, though his affliction was constant and intense, he viewed it as momentary. It's like the underkayo. Lumalabay lang. Easy to bear. Compared to eternity. Yes, sometimes people would say uh, as if I, the, the whole world has, has has crumbled and has fallen on me. But you know, if you're truly saved, if you understand it from, from the spiritual perspective, you, you say it's, it's just, you know, easy. It's, it's, it's like the Apostle Paul, it's easy to bear in view of eternity. The trials, the troubles, and difficulties of life have, have all positive effect. Because they work for us. A far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. You see, it is only, it is only when a believer lives by faith. That, that he gets the right perspective on suffering. Once you quit living by faith everything will start be, would be murmuring and and growling and, and complaining. Remember this. Without living by faith, you will never endure it. You'll never enjoy it. If you lack faith, you can never survive it. You'll never get to understand the purpose of it. Look at verse 17 again. For a light affliction, which is but for a moment... Worketh for us, he says. Not against us. A far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Can you imagine the contrast here? Light affliction. Light affliction compared with the weight of glory. But for a moment, momentary versus eternal. Working against us. Versus working for us. Paul was was writing with eternity's values in view. He was looking at, at the eternal uh, perspective. He was weighing the present trials against the future glory. and And he discovered that his trials were actually working for him. Romans 8 verse number 18. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. So, remember that we need to value the future over the present. That's number two. Number three, value eternal things over the temporal. Look at verse number 18. While we look not at the things which are seen but of the things which are not seen but the things which are seen are temporal but the things which are not seen are eternal recognizing that the fashion of this of this world passeth away 1 Corinthians 7:31 Paul kept his focus on eternity. eternity yes he stressed the importance of having a heavenly perspective when he reminded the Corinthians in look at verse number 13 and 14 in our text verse 13 we having the same spirit of faith according as it is written i believe therefore have i spoken we also believe therefore we speak knowing that he which raised up the lord shall raise up us by also by jesus and shall present us with you, he says. First Corinthians two, verse number nine. First Corinthians two verse nine. But as it is written, I had not seen, nor ear heard, nor ear heard. Can you imagine that? Neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God had prepared for them that love him. Do you really understand what heaven is all about? Never. But we know there is a place over there. Much far beyond what they're able to understand today. If heaven is something that you can grasp, if heaven is something that you can understand today, then heaven is no longer heaven. Then God is no longer God. Remember this. God has prepared for us wonderful things beyond our human understanding. All the sufferings today are not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us. Can you imagine? In Philippians chapter 3, verse 20-21, Paul called the Philippians to focus on the reality that our citizenship is in heaven. First of uh, Philippians two twenty three twenty twenty-one. For our conversation, our citizenship is in heaven from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile, mortal body, that it might be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working, thereby he is able to even subdue all things unto himself. He exhorted the Colossians in Colossians 3 verse 2. Colossians 3 verse 2. Set your affection on things above and not on things above. On the things of the earth. This focus. On eternal heavenly realities. Is not automatic. It requires effort. On the part of the believer. It only happens when. Now you know Paul. uh, Wrote while we look. He says. Those who can understand it. Are those who. Set their focus. Their hearts. Towards the heavenly things. While we look, where do you focus your attention? Where do you focus your heart? While we look, our ability to endure comes as long as believers look in the right direction. Not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. Paul explains, for, for, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are Eternal. By the way, the Greek word translated temporal is proskyros. Proskyros refers to things that are temporary, that do not last, that are disdained to perish one day, that belong to time. In short, proskyros encompasses everything that is not eternal. All the material world, temporal, ideas, values, standards, achievements, everything. Everything. Your achievement in life, all, everything is temporal. They are passing. They are passing. Whatever you acquire in this life, are meant for this life only. Only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ really will last. In my last point, I'd like to say this our whole life here on earth must be spent to prepare for the life to come. For the life to come. We cannot put our hope in this world. Second Peter three, look at verse number ten, please. Second Peter chapter three. Whatever we do, we do it for the harder and so master. think we do? We do it so that it gives more opportunity to reach more souls for Christ. Yes, more karon, but with the understanding so that we might win more souls. And more souls. And more souls for Christ. 2 Peter chapter chapter 3. Look at verse number 10 please. Verse number 10. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. In the which the heaven shall pass away. With a great noise. And the elements including the water. Shall melt with fervent heat. And the earth, I have good I have bad news among a sacksinioba. And 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 the earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Everything. Everything. By the way, the word melt means to disintegrate, to be dissolved. It carries the idea of something being broken down into it's basic element. That is, that is what happens when atomic energy is released. In chapter three, verse seven. Look at this, please, verse number seven. But the heavens and the earth, which are now, by the same word, are kept in store, kept in store and reserved unto unto fire. Everything here. Ayoging nanga. Uh, Yun yung sa mga saksi karoon na panahon. Hapit na yun daw ang paraiso. Hapit na ang ginoong naman. Tanang tao, isa dili ka palit o bugas, magkapalit, palit ka kanang bulak silang balay. Bisa guwa bugas, pero nindot ka ang si siyang gawas. Ang mga badyang sa gawas, gikan sa lasang, kanyang itong pararas, mga ungo, kanyang Naanas mga balay sa mga tao. And they said, well, mubalik na yod ang paraisos kalibutan. I have bad news for you. imong gitawag nga badyang. imong tanan nga naas kalibutan. Everything will be a reserve for fire. Remember that. There will come a time when God renovates this earth. And this earth will come into nothing. You will not remember anything about this earth. Sunugunta na si Gino. Listen again to verse 7. But the heavens and the earth which are now by the same word are kept in store reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. But beloved, we not ignorant of this thing the one day is with the Lord a thousand years and a thousand years is one day. The sabbatical principle of God in the Bible, you'll be surprised balik seven. There is a seven-day period allotted sa to this earth. That is the sound of prophecy in the Bible. One day times 1,000 equals 1,000, I mean. From the day of Adam to Abraham 2,000 years, from Adam, from from Abraham to Christ, two thousand years. Pilana, pilana. In know, scientists: this earth has existed ten billion years ago. Bakak na, Tinatinood. From the day Adam lives to Abraham is two thousand years. From Abraham to Christ is two thousand years. From Christ to our time is two thousand years. Pilana, ka, 1,000 na. Six thousand. Dili pwede nga mulampas ang ginoo kainai one thousand reign of Christ here on earth the sabbatic year of God for this earth the time when God will have this earth totally rested the curse will be removed for one thousand years that is why I believe with all of my heart the Lord could come any moment the world is ripe exactly for the Lord to come. And what will happen to what we see today in this world, it will be burned, the Bible says. You know, when that time comes, recent typhoons, you know what the conclusion sa itong ipangbahaan ng mga mansion mga kuyao ng mga anod, Everyone suffers. Everyone is affected. When the time comes for God's judgment, when the judgment of God is revealed, everything, remember this, as I close, man's great work will be burned up all of the things that man boasts about his his greatness his great cities his great uh buildings his great inventions his great achievements will all be destroyed in a moment of time so that when sinners stand before the throne of god they will have nothing to point to as evidence of their greatness no one of them can say Look at those great buildings that I have made. Look at the education and all the plaque that I have achieved. None will remain. So that when man stands before God, he cannot pinpoint to anything great he has done. Where will I be when God destroys the world? Answer that question.
1: Where will I be when God destroys the world? Is what I am. And only what's done for Christ will
0: last. If you cannot honestly say, Pastor Ingai. I know I am saved. I know Jesus is my Savior. Friend, your greatest need in life now is to believe on Jesus and you will be saved. While I preach, I feel the need more than ever. We have been preaching. We have been preaching for the past years. But I never felt the urgency. I never felt the importance of preaching to the lost. Than now. If you hear me, you're not yet saved. Please be saved before it's too late. Please be saved. All you have, how can I be saved? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved. I was talking to Sir Albert a while ago. Happy birthday, Sir Albert. We have a schedule of having Bible study again this Tuesday. In spite of what we are seeing today, in spite of, the fear that we feel naturally today, I feel there is a need to spread the Word of God. There is a need to share the Word of God today. If you had never been saved, If you're not living for the Lord, remember this. We need to change our priorities. We need to look at our situations today from spiritual perspective. The trials that we have today, remember this, are only preparing us for the life to come. Let us all stand up, please. First of all, I would like to invite those who are not 100% sure you have repented of your sins, you have received Jesus Christ as your Savior. You may be listening to me right now in your homes, or maybe somebody with, uh, with an unsaved somebody in your home, please take the Bible and, and open to them John 3.16 and let them be saved, be saved. If you're not 100% sure saved, surely you're saved. Please open your heart, and be saved. Be saved. Jesus says, "Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest." Just invite Jesus. He said Lord Jesus, "I realize I'm a great sinner. That I." i am on my way to hell. Please save my soul. Forgive me of my sins Lord Jesus. I receive you now. Let me lead you to that prayer if you're not saved. Heavenly Father, Lord Father I accept your Son Jesus Christ into my heart. I repent of my sins. I know I cannot save myself but Jesus Christ died on the cross for me. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart. Save my soul. Please come. Save my soul. Amen. Child of God, maybe you need prayer. You need prayer for more faith. And like the disciples of old who said, Lord, increase our faith. Said Pastor Ringa. as eyes are closed and heads are bowed, Yes, I'm going through some difficult times, but I understand the, the value of what I am going through. The reward of all this. As we, I, I need your prayer. I have some concern in life. My family, related to my family, my work, my safety. Raise your hand quickly and I will pray for you. Amen. God bless you. You that are in the homes, in your homes... Raise your heart to the Lord. I pray for you. I don't see you, but the Lord sees you. Heavenly Father, here are Christians today, believers today. Time is getting harder and harder all the time. People are suffering. People are bombarded with so many concerns of life, about life. Lord, <clears throat> you know who, who, who your people are. You know where we are. You know what we are going through. We come to you because you said, come unto me. Through Jesus Christ, you said, come unto me. All you that labor and have heavy laden, we take our burdens to the cross and leave it there. We take them to their throne and leave it there. Casting all your care upon him for he careth for you. We're going to sing an invitation song, Mother Mark, just one or two verses. And as we sing that invitation song, let the Lord deal with you individually. We came to be fed with the word of God. We came to just listen to Him. Let the Lord fill our lives with His strength and His blessing. Go ahead, Sir Mark. Sing two verses of that song. As the Lord deals with you, talk to God. Talk to God about your need. Talk to God about the need of our church. Talk to God about your family. Talk to God about your safety. God is great, God is wonderful God is able You in your home Bring your concern to the throne of God He listens to you He's able to Meet your needs Only trust Him Only trust Him Only trust Him now He will save you if you're not yet saved be saying He will save you. He will save you. He will save you. And all of God's people say, "Amen." Sir Greg. And we have to observe our our proper order in going out. So, para dito magcrowded, we have to strictly observe our protocols. Kay para so and uh, so so uh, we have we have an, uh, sir greg will explain it to you uh, today sir greg thank you very much and thank you to all of you and those who are watching in their homes
1: thank you pastor as mentioned you now I have to remind everyone na uh, during the exit after the closing prayer those Rose out here will be the one to go out first, and uh, somebody will help us through. So, hindi uh, lang kita magdali. One by one, we will exit uh, orderly, properly. Okay? So, thank you, Pastor, for that great message from the Second Corinthians, looking at our lives, life situation from a spiritual perspective. So, Let's close our eyes, uh, bow down our heads, and let's pray. By the way, thank you for those first-time visitors and our members uh, joining us and live streaming. Let's close our eyes, bow down our heads, and let us pray. Heavenly Father and loving God, thank you so much for feeding us spiritually. Thank you for your faithfulness as we are surrounded by issues, Tribulation, trials, and even troubles in this world, we are praying, Lord, that you will sustain us and that we'll be able to endure and manage to cope up uh, with our situation nowadays. Help us, dear Father, to be conquerors uh, in all these things, just like uh, mentioned by Apostle Paul Old, as he strengthened himself uh, from the Word of God day by day and uh, as apostle paul exhorted the people of old and even unto us their father help us to value the spiritual strength over our physical strength help us their father to uh, value the future over the present and help us to ponder meditate upon these words that you have given unto us that we will not forget lord help us to uh, win souls for the furtherance of your church, in spite of a difficult situation. We pray, O God, that uh, through the lessons today, we'll be able to apply them in our lives. And if there is a person, or several persons in our midst who are not yet saved, their Father, we pray for the salvation of their souls. Holy Spirit will continue to talk to their hearts. Have mercy upon them, their Father. Lord, as we are about to uh, depart, we pray for your guidance. We pray for your uh, protection and bring us back again the house of God, uh, physically or digitally. Thank you for everything that you have done to us, dear Father. Thank you for the breath of life and uh, saving our souls, despite that we are unworthy. We commit everything unto Your hand, and all this we pray in Jesus' name, Amen and Amen. So my. Boy-